Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked, and it's New Year's Eve day. We get all the fun times to post our content, Jeremy Lambert. How you doing? I'm well, Joe. Look at this beautiful Nickelodeon, 90s Nickelodeon mug that the wife got me for Christmas. That's a beautiful mug. Yeah. All your favorites there. Great mug. Drink your coffee. This Who's morning. your favorite on that mug? Pick one. <sighs> Big fan of the Hey Arnold, honestly. Mm. Really like Hey Arnold. That was that was a great show. That was a really great show. Now, Rugrats was, always a classic. No Doug on here. I said Doug. Doug was a big one for me. I did like yeah, I was looking at that too. I was like, where's yeah. where's Doug? Doug. Hey yeah. Arnold. I see Rugrats. Ren and Stimpy, Angry Where's... Beavers. Those are the four shows represented here. Oh, interesting. That sounds. I mean, listen, it looks great. That's how you know your partner knows you well when they get you something <laughs> like that. Get you a partner that gets you the right gift for your 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 mood. Jeremy Lambert we- <laughs> drinks a ton of coffee and watches nothing but kid shows on Nickelodeon. I watch the SpongeBob though. SpongeBob's my favorite Nickelodeon show. We got five news stories that uh, you either read about or maybe you didn't, and maybe you should. So we're going to talk about them. Jeremy, it's been a busy week, and we're heading into 2020, 2023. Easy for me to say. Uh, are you ready to talk about the five stories of the week? Yes, let's get to it, Joel Pearl. It's the last show of 2022. And everybody, if you're listening to this right now as it premieres, join us right here on Fightful Overbooked later on this afternoon for our last stream of 2022. We are going to do a New Year's Eve stream here on the channel at 3 p.m. Eastern time right here on Fightful Overbooked. So there, I actually plugged something this week. One of my favorite streams of the year where we all get together. We talk about our year in review, not just wrestling. We'll talk about our, our lives and, and let you guys chime in and hang out with us. Uh, we love it when you do. So come and join us or go watch the video after the fact if you're watching this after we've already done the uh, 2022 rap stream. All right. And I'm going to bury everybody on that stream. And by the way, all super chats on that stream uh, go to the Fightful Overbooked content creators and people who contribute to Fightful Overbooked. So please leave us a bunch of money so I can pay these hooligans. Yes. Let me pay Tim for a change. (laughs) I I don't pay Tim. No one's going to pay Tim. Number five, Dax Harwood recalls speaking with CM Punk after Brawl Out says Punk didn't want the AEW World Championship. Uh, Dax Harwood has a a new podcast. If you didn't know about this, Jeremy, uh, have you heard about this? Have you seen this? I have. It was, you know, obviously a pretty big deal. Um, so there was a lot of confusion. I, I imagine everybody has seen these quotes and heard the, or maybe even heard the podcast by this point, but it got picked up everywhere because it was obviously a big deal. Um, so there was a, a lot of confusion around this podcast where I saw some outlets saying that, uh, CM Punk was going to be a guest on the podcast, which was not true at all. Even if you read the initial tweets, it never acted like CM Punk was going to be a guest. He was just going to be the topic. But for some reason, websites got confused. Let's be better, everybody. Be better. So uh, even though this, I, I sometimes like to highlight more of the underreported stuff. I'm highlighting this because this is, once again, this, this show just put me over. And I'm going to put myself over huge uh, on the show. Um so Matt Kuhn, who hosts the podcast with, with Dax Harwood, uh, grabs out he did an interview with, with Tony Khan. Sure, you heard about that one as well. And Sean was putting me over of like, we already had the articles transcribed because Jeremy knocked it out like five minutes after it was done. So all of that's good. And Matt Kuhn just posts under there like, oh, I got to talk to Jeremy about something. So I message him and I'm like, 
if you want to give me the Dax podcast early, let me know. Like if, if we can get away with this, let me know and I'll get it out there. And he's like, okay, let me see what I can do. So he comes back to me. He's like, all right, I got it. And so I got this on Tuesday, I believe. Um, and the podcast was releasing, I think at midnight that night um, on ad free shows. And then it released fully on, on Thursday for free. Um, so it may, it may have actually been Wednesday, regardless, whenever it was releasing. So I was like, Hey, when can I run this? And he's like, you can, you can run this now, like no embargo or anything. You can run it whenever you want. I was like, all right, sweet. So I of course run the CM Punk stuff immediately and it gets picked up everywhere. People, people are even like hitting me up and like, where did you get this from? Like, did, you know, I can't find it anywhere. Uh, I'm trying to listen to it for myself and everything. I was like, oh yeah, like I got early access to it. And, you know, people are like, oh, okay. So it, it, the, the point of all of this is be really good at your job and you get stuff like this. The, the, the major point is once again, it just goes to show that you can just work with the people who do these interviews and stuff and it helps you and it helps them because Matt was very appreciative of, you know, us putting this out there because he's like, well, shit, they got picked up everywhere. Now there is more anticipation and more hype for this podcast. It's like, oh, if he said this stuff, what else did he say? And Dak said a lot of stuff in this podcast. I probably could have written about eight articles that uh, of stuff he said in this podcast. Obviously, I knew the CM Punk stuff was going to be the major topic here, but Dak said a bunch of stuff on a bunch of different topics, including like him and Jungle Boy not getting a lot or Jungle Boy not seeing uh thinking much of them when they first arrived um Cole Cabana making fun of his accent the scuffle with Bobby Fish everything like there was gift cards CM Punk is a big Starbucks gift card guy uh so there was a lot of stuff in, in this podcast and the say what you will about Dax uh I think he's pretty honest about this stuff at least his his version of honesty um and he's open about talking to all of this stuff so I, I really enjoy the podcast. I think Matt does a great job. And this, once again, goes to show that you can just work with these interviewers and maybe they will send you stuff early and you can run it early and it helps promote their uh, their content early and build a little anticipation for it. And it helps us because we got a lot of aggregation off of those CM Punk comments with everybody linking back to the uh, our article. It's, it was impressive too. There was, yeah, like you said, there was a lot of link back. Uh, and my favorite thing is, I think most people who know you know the bit where you tell people, send me the scoop so I can pre-write the article. Yeah. <laughs> and this is one of those times where it it wasn't that, but it was that. And the fact that you were able to uh, turn that into quite a few articles was, was freaking great. <laughs> See, it's it's a bit, but like legitimately people will do it because they they know that, one, I'm... I'm good at like, I'm not going to say anything to anybody. If you DM me an actual scoop and I've, look, I, I work with Sean, he reports on everything. And sometimes he gives me a heads up on stuff. Like I've never said anything to anybody about any of this stuff. So yeah, I've, I've, I've never leaked anything or anything like that. So if people DM me, they know that I'm not going to say anything if it is an actual scoop. If it's something like this and I'm allowed to run it, I wasn't going to run it until the actual podcast dropped. Like I was trying to work with him of, hey, when does this come out? I will time it to where right when the podcast drops, 
I will drop this article. And he's like, no, you can run it whenever you want. So if you want to send me stuff early and you're like, hey, the interview premieres at seven o'clock. Cool. I won't run an article until seven o'clock. Like I'm going to have it immediately up there and then people can surmise that I got it early. But I'm I'm not going to. I'm not going to run it before the actual interview comes out unless I get the heads up to run it before the actual interview comes out. Did you, do you believe in the idea that the truth there, there, there's one side, there's the other side, and then there's the truth. Are you a believer in that, in that kind of statement when it comes to certain, certain situations, cards on, on the table, you know, Dax has a lot to say about his friend CM Punk. And then, you know, today in the Wrestling Observer, for example, we were talking about there's a story about certain people, Chris Jericho, saying, you know, CM Punk's never coming back to AEW. Do you believe that, again, somewhere in the middle lies the truth? Or do you just take all these these stories kind of at face value and just be like, this is the experience? I I do believe that the truth typically lies somewhere in the middle because everybody's going to have their side of the story. Right. And the, it might, so maybe not fully in the middle. I don't think that if I tell one thing and you tell another thing, the truth is actually right in the middle. I think that the truth could lean more towards your side or it could lean more towards my side, the actual 100% truth of the matter. But I don't think that I don't think that the version that you say or I say, like, okay, let's actually use an example of the the Young Bucks elite uh, and, and CM Punk. The whole, we know CM Punk side kicked in the door, knocked the dog's teeth out, uh, who threw the first punch. Punk felt that they were the aggressors. And so he threw, there was a chair, there was biting, all this stuff. And then the elite, no, we didn't kick in the door. We were just coming to talk and everything. See, I do think that Punk, if he, they come in, however they come in, probably thinks that some shit might be starting. So he probably feels a little on edge immediately. He's already, you know, just did what he did at the press conference. So I think there is a bit of truth to how CM Punk felt, but what's the truth of who kicked in the door, uh, how they, they actually approached it. I think how the elite, felt is partly there too so i don't think it lies directly in the middle but i do think that neither side like tells the full tells their version of the truth but you can't a lot of times feelings aren't part of the truth does that make sense absolutely follow-up question where's my starbucks gift card He's big on that. He got it for the entire. And Matt made a joke on the podcast. Like Dak said that he got it, got a gift card for the entire women's locker room. He got a gift card for the pinnacle before they started, before punk worked with them early in the year, he pulled them as eyes. Like we're going to all be working. He got them Starbucks gift card. Matt's like, I think the lesson we learned here is if you're a Starbucks near CM punk, you're doing pretty well. Cause he's just buying everybody gift cards. I mean, listen, if, if punk wants to work with the elite, all he's got to do is buy them. Like, I don't know, sneaker gift cards or something, and then they'll be okay. <laughs> we'll be back to work. No time. Duh. Duh, Joel Pearl. <laughs> I just Buy figured it sneaker out. gift cards. I, I fixed the Elite versus CM Punk and Friends situation. Just like that. Thank you to the assist, <laughs> Max Harwood. Uh, let's move on. Number four. I don't know if this is one thing that's going to be salvaged. Road Dog says, the bloodline is the best thing in wrestling. There is not a close second. Uh, Road Dog has his podcast as well. It's called the Oh You Didn't Know podcast. 
He's got a lot to say these days, both on and offline. But on this podcast, that's what he had to say about the bloodline. Big, big fan is Road Dog. Talk to me about this. So, full disclosure. I posted this on a Thursday. I had a very long Thursday. Uh, I was supposed to get time away. Stuff happened. I didn't get time away. It's been a long week in general. It's been a long fucking year, everybody. And uh, everybody can hear about my year if you would like on our New Year's stream. But anyway, it was a long day, long week, long year. I listened to this podcast and he said some actually like interesting stuff about the 24-7 title uh, and hardcore title and stuff of like, yeah, Triple H doesn't really care about that. Like, oh, yeah, we kind of surmised that when Nikki Ash didn't throw it in the trash can. Um, like we got how much he values that 24-7 title. But he says this line of the bloodline is the best thing in wrestling and there's not even a close second. And if you disagree, you're wrong and shit. I should have put that in the headline, but I ran out of characters. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm I'm going to run this headline and I'm going to schedule it. I, I wrote this article probably at like two o'clock or something. I was like, I'm going to schedule this for five o'clock because that's when you just five o'clock work day. Like that's when you dump news. That's the, that's the old, that's the joke, right? Of like, oh, five o'clock news dump because no one cares at, at five o'clock. Like, I'm going to schedule it for five o'clock. There was an impact on last night. It was a best of show. MLW, if you watch that, that was a best of show. There was no, like, nothing major going on Thursday. I was like, eh, people probably just completely checked out. Like, no real wrestling on. No. Sorry, I just know where this is going. I I don't know where this is going. I'm just rambling. I'm just hoping to pick it up along the way. Uh, So people are just checked out, and I'm just like, you know what? Five o'clock, I'm going to throw... I'm just going to throw this out there and schedule it for five. And so I do. And then of course people engage with it the way people are going to engage with it. And I completely knew what I was doing. And I typically don't like running opinion articles because that's just like your opinion, man. Like who cares? Uh, so I typically don't like doing that, especially from people like Booker and all the old uh, promoters who just spout off their hot takes and stuff. I don't care about their opinion on stuff. Like I get because they've been in the business, it might hold a little bit more weight and stuff, but they're also working for certain companies and they're going to promote and like the companies that they work for. That's why I'm like, eh, I don't really care about that. It was a long day, everybody. Forgive me for that article. Please forgive me, everyone. Your fatal mistake, Jeremy, wasn't posting the article. It was you forgetting that while you are working, most of the world is not. And five o'clock on a Thursday is prime. Like I'm gonna check my phone before supper hour. And that's what did you in, or really what got you clicks. And that's fun. I I didn't do anything in. I knew what I was doing. I wanted to do this. I planned this. I saw the writing on the wall when you were just like, Oh, I figured I'd just throw it up at 5 PM. I'm like, no, it's a week off for normal people. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I threw it up at five o'clock on a Thursday because yes, I mean it should be a week off for everybody. It's the lawless week between Christmas and and New Year's Eve or New Year's. But at five o'clock is when you just dump news that isn't important. But I knew dumping this at five o'clock, people would just be like, ah, fuck Road Dog, like yeah, WWE shill bootlicker. 
So let's 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 play a game. Road Dog was not hired back by WWE. Instead, he was hired by AEW. Continues doing the Oh You Didn't Know podcast. What is this headline instead? Blank is the best. MJF. 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 Easily. Easily MJF. Okay. Road Dog uh, made an appearance at uh, an Impact show not too long ago. He was helping to produce before he went back to WWE. Uh, Blank is the best thing in wrestling. There is not a close second. What is it in Impact? Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Jordan Grace? Yeah? I feel like that's a good, like, that's a super hot take of Jordan, of Jordan Grace because, you know, the, the women's division in both companies are, aren't doing too bad right now. Uh, but, like, Jordan's been on a really great run on Impact. You could say Alexander, say even Speedball, but is Impact, you, you follow Impact closer than I do. They actually have, like, storylines. Yeah, absolutely. Like, storylines. Yeah. yeah, they do. The yeah. murder of Eric Young is the best thing. So yeah, it is. And actually I, I have an interview coming out with, uh, with Cody Diener soon. Thank you for the, the quick opportunity to plug it. And uh, I do ask him about that. I ask him about working with Eric Young and that particular scene with Eric Young where he, he shifts him on, on television. Uh, and, he, and he talks very, uh, very interestingly about Impact's creative and, and puts that over. So yeah, Impact does have creative and sometimes it does actually have um, a, a good amount of, uh, of arcing involved. So the the violent by design segment, for example, had it, it's had a beginning, a middle, and an end, and now it's a continuation, almost like a spinoff with the design for those who follow Impact. You know, now Diener runs his own version of Violent by Design, his own faction, and so there's some interesting stuff there. And when the, the interview drops with Diener, you'll hear that one, and you'll hear a very funny story about uh, him making Kevin Nash dance. <laughs> I know Impact has some storylines. Their biggest storyline right now is Josh Alexander killing all of the Impact originals or the old heads. And My favorite great. story. Yeah. Yeah. Very excited for him. What too. about MLW? What's Road Dog saying? MLW, the hottest thing going. Uh, is the return of Scarlet Bordeaux to the ring. Okay. <laughs> they're still, I think they're in September now. I think they moved on to September tapings. So they're, they're getting there. They're getting there. We put over Steven Jensen at every corner, and I just want to put him over because every week he does the weekender over on Fightful Select, and he talks about MLW results. And he's like, just to give you an idea of where we are in the timeline, the show was taped here, and these are the results that aired this week. And I just sit there, and I'm just like, I don't know where we are, but okay. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> they were in June when they started back up because, yeah, Cross and Bordeaux were – wrestling and everything it's like wait a second they've been back in wwe for like six months now at this point uh yeah they were june they were still in vince mcmahon era when they they started back up which is insane road dog 
working NWA. Tyrus. Oh, it's Tyrus. Yes. Oh, could you imagine? He would do it too. He would have Tyrus on the show. He would love it. That would be just the worst thing in the world. I can't even imagine that. Well, anyway, the point, the point of this. Oh, sorry, Joel. No, I was uh, going to segue, but go ahead, finish it off, and then we'll move forward. The point of this is as much as I hate these hot takes uh, stuff, because a lot of these websites abuse the hot take stuff. Eh? And it's always, they always do it vaguely, like former WWF writer, WWE Hall of Famer. It's like, all right, you're, you're talking about like Cornette or Russo. Like they, this is only people who spout these fucking hot takes or Booker if it's Hall of Famer. There's only people that spout this stuff. It's like buries this, says this about this. Like, I don't care about their stupid opinion when they have not been in the company or wrestling for like a decade now. Who cares what these these idiots have to say? Uh, but with Road Dog, one, at least he actually has a job in wrestling. He has a job and the biggest promotion in the world. I know what he's doing. I don't like the hot take stuff. But sometimes after a long week, after a long day, you just got to pop yourself with shit. Sometimes after a long day, you should leave a thumbs up on this video and maybe subscribe to the channel. Huh? How about we do that? That'd be nice. Now I went to the NWA thing so that I can move and segue to our next story. Carrie Morton says his NWA deal is for 18 months. And he talks about interest from WWE and AEW, much like our pal road dog. Carrie Morton has a lot of work ahead of him and a lot of things that he can do. Uh, talk to me about Carrie Morton. He was on Matthew mania podcast talking about his deal with nwa so matthew manny is a podcast i'd never really heard of until i listened to carrie morton and it was a, a good podcast i think that they are wrestlers promoters as well they had a relationship uh with carrie they seem to know carrie pretty well and i've we've mentioned on the show before that like a lot of times those are really good interviews because they just banter back and forth and it's very free-flowing and uh very loose and, and we like that so yeah he Kerry Morton had literally just signed last week, I think is when they made the announcement. So it was a, a timely interview and they asked him like how long it's for and everything. So 18 months, he talked about WWE, AEW interest. I would imagine. And he said he wanted to finish up school and everything first. And NWA was cool with that. Cause like, what else are they going to say? Uh, and WWE and AEW is you know, a little bit more, I'm sure they would be fine with it, but you know, maybe he's at the split his time a little bit more and nwa he can be a little bit he can just be a little bit more active especially on the independence as well so i think once his contract is up uh we will see we'll probably see carrie morton in wwe or AEW. but a good interview you can go listen to the full thing and a little you know i always say the the news comes from the Sean reporting stuff or somebody like me listening to stuff and just finding this new stuff. So yes, people knew Kerry Morton had gotten signed by the NWA, extended his deal with the NWA because they made that announcement. He made that announcement. And now uh, thanks to this podcast, we learned that he signed a 18 month deal with them. Uh, just a quote from here. It's great how everything worked out. Pat Kenny and Billy Corgan were very open we want you to attend university. We want you to get your education. We want you to be a cheerleader and still be part of our organization. So first of all, why, why Carrie Morton, why would you pick the NWA when you had all the opportunity in the world to go to NXT and become a student and a flag bearer for chase you? What are we doing here? Carrie, Carrie, come on, work with me. No, I think it's great. I think honestly, NWA aside, or however you feel about the promotion, if that's really what they said and they want him to 
to pursue his education and to do the things that he needs to do at a young age to get through wrestling and past wrestling, then I think that, uh, that if it's the right fit, it's the right fit. I think that's great for Kerry. He's the world junior heavyweight at all Atlantic uh, champion, I believe as well. So he beat homicide, didn't he? Yeah. He's got a title as well. So Kerry Morton seems good. I truthfully did not realize he was, I knew he was young, but like he's really young. He's already a big dude. Like, Kerry Morton, I'm, I'm sure, just on name alone, he's going to have a, a bright future in this business. But yeah, he, he Kerry Morton's definitely a guy to to look out for in the the next five years or so. Well, let's look out for this guy. Next one is scripts saying he's writing a superhero movie and TV show related to the circus. Scripps looks a lot like uh, a guy who used to flip flop and fly around a wrestling ring in the main roster of WWE. Now he looks like uh, the scripts kind of reminds me of Itchweed, but it's not Itchweed we're talking about. It's not Willow we're talking about. We're talking about scripts, NXT's hottest signee. Uh, he wants to make circus movies. So I found this interview. It was with Tapas Roger. Tapas Roger. Tapas yeah, there Tapas you go. Rouge if it's French. So, like Reggie scripts, whatever you want to call them. First off, there was the, the disclaimer at the beginning of this podcast that said like. Hey, we recorded this before he was revealed as scripts. So, and that reveal was like a month ago. So it goes to show just like kind of how, how long this has been in the can. And he even says in the podcast, he's like, oh yeah, I'm working on this new character. I can't say anything right now. Again, this character has been on television for like the last month. So it's been in the can for a while. And I almost didn't listen to it after that. Cause like, I wanted to listen to it to hear his thoughts on scripts. Um, and when I heard that at the beginning, I was like, eh, this isn't as timely as I thought it was going to be. But I still listen just because I listen to stuff while, while I'm working and everything. And his his story, Reggie's story, is like very fascinating to me. And for people who, who don't know it, who you know maybe haven't read anything certainly haven't listened to to a podcast like he he grew up with a lot of like gang violence and it looked like he was going down that path but then he found the circus and like he became like an international performer with different troops and stuff and then he just went to a tryout thing he got involved in in wrestling they were impressed with his athleticism and everything and then got signed to, to wwe and now he's doing the scripts character so but his overall story is like really fascinating and I think could probably do well in like if they actually told some of that a little bit more instead they got this little gimmick and but hearing him talk about oh I'm writing this book or TV show uh, about like a circus performer who becomes a superhero and everything I was like I feel like this is what he has in mind for scripts except that I don't think that's really coming across too well on television right now. Cause they tried to make him like a vigilante at first. And it was, it was very weird and it feels like he should be more of like a baby face type guy. But I feel like when he talked about this book, TV show, whatever he, he's writing of like the circus gives me superpowers and stuff. I feel like that is what he actually pitched for scripts. Uh, so now it's time for Joel's um, international hips <laughs> the show is called tapis rouge which in french uh, it's uh, red carpets okay that's that's what that is uh and of course we remember reggie is from louisiana where they they speak Creole yes. french and all that yeah. um no this is an interesting listen it's an interesting take i'm glad that reggie's character is not sommelier 
I'm glad that Reggie's character is not circus guy who wears half a suit and just jumps around. I'm glad that there's something that he's doing. That being said, there's still a lot of work to be done on scripts, but I'm glad that he's trying to find something that relates to his experience. And I'm glad that he's trying to create something that speaks positively to others who may be struggling to find a superhero or someone that is relatable and experienced to what he's working on too. I think that's good. I, I think they could do a better, uh, a better job of like just highlighting he, this character, this vision that he has, because again, if you're watching NXT, the introduction to him was very much vigilante type thing. And I'm thinking, Oh God, here's another retribution nonsense and it's not like that at all like they kind of did a poor job setting it up and then they haven't done much to to further to give it depth since he's since he's debuted but i don't think the the premise behind it is all that bad it's you know superhero origin story it can be a million different wacky things uh i think just the setup was bad because they made it seem like it was this heel who was hacking into the system and it's like i don't think that's this at all yeah. And, and you know what? I got to say this. I got to put it over. I know, I know most people are not necessarily watching NXT, but he had a match with Ika Minjiro this past week. And uh, the entrance alone was, was fun enough to watch. Comes in from the back and just kind of like springboards into the ring, kind of like Sin Cara, but it's shot in a way that like, it just looks like he made the jump and he didn't have to do any springboard or, you know, trampoline craziness. It's cool. Listen, I, he has the athletic ability. Now they just have to tell the story of what the hell this character is doing. He's super, super athletic. Uh, You know, I don't know as far as um, his his full, you know, wrestling ability goes, if he can tell that kind of story, but like athleticism and kind of timing and everything alone, like he's got that down. Yeah. So let's see. We'll see what happens with more of, uh, of scripts down the line. Let's move on to our final topic. And while you're here, you can leave us a thumbs up on Fightful Overbooked and subscribe to the channel. Get us over 13 14,000. Let's get to let's get to 100,000. Why not? Uh Mia sure. Yim says nice things about Shelton Benjamin <laughs> to celebrate his 20 year anniversary in WWE. Uh you caught some flack? No. I the fun kind of flack. Uh I don't know if you saw this, but of course Twitter is just a happy place where nobody ever argues. Someone <laughs> saw this article and was just like this didn't need to be an article. And then a bunch of people were just like shut the fuck up anyway (laughs) this is the person who said it didn't need to be an article was the subject of the article yes exactly (laughs) uh shelton benjamin celebrated his 20th year with wwe and uh that was on boxing day on december 26th uh wwe posted a video got a whole bunch of reaction from various legend stars mia yim was involved kurt angle was involved uh Shawn Michaels, Michaels, Paul, Cedric Alexander, Kofi Kingston, so on and so forth. Go watch the video. It's actually very well produced, as WWE does. Uh, and then Mia Yim had what she had to say about her best pal and uh, frenemy, Shelton Benjamin. Talk to me. Uh, so I saw this video, and I was like, I'm just going to watch it. I, I legitimately was going to watch it just for, like, Mia Yim comments. Like, I had – this was a, a premeditated article on my part. I was like, I'm going to watch this and see if Mia Yim says anything. And she did. And I, you know, I could have easily had like Mia Yim, Shelton Benjamin is an icon or whatever. And I was like, eh, it's not like fun. 
So when I heard what she said, I'm just like, it's gonna, the headline's just going to be, Mia Yim says nice things about Shelton Benjamin. And just see, it was complete headline bait of like, can I get a reaction out of, out of Mia Yim? with this because she knows our website she follows our website she bant she's bantered with sean uh before and everything so i was like can i get a reaction out of mia yim and i did and i was very happy to to get that reaction and then you know she did her this didn't need to be an article gimmick and then sean and i collaborated and we're like what if we just do an article on her tweet that it didn't need to be an article and so we did that and then she reacted to that uh but you know she calls out sean sean of course just nobody reads the byline it's just oh sean did this like no sean doesn't do anything for this friggin website if you see the that's a lie uh but if you if you see the the tweet it's probably something that i did uh but you know sean gets all the blame or all the credit and in this case he got the blame and the credit uh even though it was my my handiwork uh, but no one knows I actually exist, y'all, and that's fine. That, that's completely fine. But it was it was something fun to do because I knew it would, you know, I would try to get a reaction out of me AM, and I was very happy that I did. When in doubt, blame the guy with the blue check mark. <laughs> but not, not, not the Twitter blue check mark, but like the legacy one where when you go and you take a look at what it says under the blue check mark and it says may or may not be relevant, you go with yes. that guy. That's the one you had to pick on. Everyone, everyone knows Sean. No one, no one knows who I am. I like working with you for those reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, Sean's gonna, you know, whatever happens, Sean's gonna get the the credit or the blame for all of this stuff. Just Jeremy, just just exists. That's that's typically how it goes. Well, you exist to me, buddy, and we've made it through another year. Our first, you know what? And and we're gonna talk about this on our on our rap stream. Uh, was this our first full year with Overbooked, or was that last year? That was this year. Yeah, lots to talk about when it comes to this year. Well, I'll say it before we go and do the uh, the live stream. I appreciate you. This has been a blast. Newsworthy is a lot of fun, and we're going to continue doing more and more. Couldn't ask for a better content partner than Jeremy Lambert. Thank you. I agree. I'm great. <laughs> That's why we're here. That's what we do on this stupid show. <laughs> you believe I was the one who pitched this to you? I mean, that, that is very true. He did. I did. This was supposed to be a quarterly show and suddenly you were like, let's do it weekly. And I was like, you really want to put yourself over every week? And you're like, yeah, sure. Why not? Sorry that I work so hard every week that I have something to, to say about all that I write every single week. You know, maybe I should do less and then I would have less to put myself over. My favorite news writer and yours, Jeremy Lambert. Plug away, my friend. I don't follow Steven Jensen on Twitter at fight talk underscore. Don't follow me on Twitter. I don't want your comments or you flooding my timeline because everyone on twitter is terrible uh subscribe to fightful overbooked support all of the shows that we do on this channel we have new shows coming in 2023 i think we've kind of already done some of them including a a betting odds show with myself and jared bailey uh we're gonna do that for all the major wrestling events because i want all these betting sites to give me a lot of money so i can blow it on betting on wrestling um and yeah support everything else that that we do and that's it easy as that support us here at fightfuloverbooked.com or youtube.com slash fightfuloverbooked i'm at joel pearl j-o-e-l-p-e-a-r-l ladies gentlemen friends beyond the binary we'll see you next year cheers